with Anita Vita. I am your host, Anita Vita, Master Medical Qigong Teacher and Healer. I'm so grateful and thankful you're here for another amazing episode. As you know, this show aims to amplify women's voices, have them share their stories so that they become a ripple effect of healing in this world. I'm so grateful and thankful to introduce to you another amazing woman as we close out season two in the topic of radical self-love. She is a beautiful, powerful entrepreneur, creator, and founder of Oak and Pine Society. Please help me welcome Michelle Carmack from um, all the way from Honolulu, Hawaii, please, to the show, everyone. Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me. Hi. How are you? I'm doing well. Yeah, it's it's one of those days where like there's one thing after the other that's just not going right. But if anything taught me about entre and entrepreneurship, it's just flow, you know, just flow with it. <laughs> mm -hmm. So speaking of flow, then, can you share a little bit about what you do in terms of, um, you know, in growing this beautiful, amazing community for women and, and shining light on not only entrepreneurship, but the togetherness and the unity that is, is most magical when we get to do it together. Yeah, for sure. I think um, before I dive into like the nuts and bolts of the Occupine Society, I think it would be helpful if I shared a little bit of my background. Um, when I was, you know, in my early 20s, one of the biggest things living in Hawaii my biggest career goal at that time was just financial stability because in Hawaii, it's so expensive to live here. And, you know, I got to a point where I found a really steady job. There was so much um, potential with growth and it was a great company. Uh, but as I was entering the sixth year of that with that organization and I was entering my 30s, I really started to think about, well, what would my life look like if I was a working mother? And it really paused me to reflect and observe the surroundings that I was in. I was looking in this office and I was seeing these amazing women leaders. You know, they're leading their team. They're super empathetic. They're helping their community and all of the things that comes with being a leader in a corporation. And I really admired them. And I started thinking and looking at them in a different light as working mothers. And I realized like, you know, these women are leaders in the household too. The fact that they're working hard so they can provide for their family financially, go on vacations, 
send them to private school if that's their thing. And I really started to admire, like, how do you do both, right? Like, how do you do both of that? Um, and it caused me to really reflect back on my own upbringings. How did my family do it? As a first-generation American, I am so blessed with the opportunities that are in front of me today because of the women who led the way for me. So my grandma is a single mother of five. She's still with us today. And back in the 70s, she wanted a different life for her five kids. So what she did was she bought a one-way ticket to Hawaii, um, not knowing a stitch of English. And she picked up a job at the international marketplace selling cuckoo nuts and puka shells to tourists. And even though she couldn't speak any English, she just had this like, you know, power about her, this really enthusiastic, I'm doing something that's going to be for something, you know, like something bigger than beyond myself. And she was able to grow that business and scale it to a wholesale business. And, you know, she made enough money to fly my dad and his four siblings down here. And my mom has the same story. At the young age of 18, she bought a one-way ticket from the Philippines and she started a new life as an entrepreneur. And those two women really, their stories really resonate with me because I think about if they didn't lean in, if they didn't, you know, take that risk or, or be too afraid to try, my life would look so differently. So going back to, you know, when I was in my early 20s, I started to, or my 20s, I was thinking like, okay, well, how is this going to work for the life that I want to design? And because they really showed me that there's so many different opportunities and so many different ways to design a life that's on your terms, I decided to pursue my entrepreneurial journey, and that's Oak and Pine Society. Um, in the Oak and Pine Society, we're a community of modern working women who are designing life on our terms. In our community, we have regular in-person events, and it's one of our core values to have in-person events because nothing can replace that, right? You and I actually met on a hike in person, and it yeah. was so great that that was our first interaction because um, when you get to meet someone in person, there's just something about the energy that's, you know, you could be saying nothing but the energy that you feel from the person is long lasting so we have weekly in-person events we also invite a new mentor every single month that helps us teach us a new skill a new resource so that we can be fully equipped to be able to pursue those big ambitious dreams that we have whether that's being an entrepreneur being a working mother being a leader all of those things you need to have the resources to be able to be confident to pursue those big goals um, and you know with our society as it's growing we currently have a hundred members in our community uh, this is your supportive network Work, right? These people are the ones who are sharing the journey with you. They understand how hard it is to build something from the ground up, how hard it is to design your life. And knowing that we walk this walk together, we are empathetic. We're supportive. We want to make sure that, that the next person standing next to us, behind us, and in front of us feels the love and support that we have to offer. And that's what we're doing in our Oak and Pine Society. You know, I'm really so, so happy that you shared how a simple interaction in person, whether it was, and it wasn't even very long, right? Because I caught you at the tail end of the hike yeah. and, um, and it was just, um, uh, it was just a, a beautiful, just like, hey, get to know you and then surrounded by other women too. And so it was nice in those few minutes that we got to connect, that we found something in common about really uplifting women and you know what it's like and how how we do that in our businesses and our networks. And now, like 
connecting with you, reconnecting again virtually, mm-hmm. and to have you here, you know, share your story. And so I appreciate that. And I know how powerful that is, like you said, like just a few moments to recognize and witness another woman in her hustle and 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 acknowledge her is huge. You know, I think at the root of it, women want to be seen and heard and it's extra when we support their dreams, right? Or her dreams. So I wanted to shine light on how you mentioned that you're here because of the women before you, your your grandmother's story is so touching and so is your mom. And I'm sure they're so, so proud of you in continuing this legacy of creating a life by design. And as you started the call, you're like, Anita, it was one of them days, right? Just one of them days where you, where it's just like, ah, you know, you roll with the punches and you flow with it. Can you share how you pivot around those moments in time? Like what's your, what's in your toolkit when things like this happen when it comes to business? Yeah. You know, what's interesting is that the women in our community have really expanded my tool belt because we have a lot of healers. We have a lot of thought leaders. We have a lot of women who just want to empower other people. And if it weren't for them, I probably wouldn't have much of a tool belt to tell you the truth. So, you know, um, and every situation is different. Like what tool I use is going to be different depending on the scenario. Right. Mm -hmm. Like to give you an example, Well, even before I go into an example today, like I think we all have a choice of how we how we react or how we take in or perceive a certain situation. And today for me, it was I was cut off a couple of times. I was like driving down the road. I'm like, why is there like a thing on my car that says cut me off today? Like I would love to be cut off and like be in danger. No, I don't know. But, you know, like the fact that I didn't have any control over how are they driving or like what I could only control what I could do and my perspective of things. And to be honest, like in that specific scenario, for example, being cut off, the tool that I pulled out at that moment was empathy, right? Like mm-hmm. perhaps like they were in a rush and they just were so overwhelmed with everything that they felt like they had to, you know, hurry to the, get to their destination. I've been there. I know we've all been there. Right. And mm-hmm. the, that feeling of empathy allowed me to just let it go. Be like, okay, they, you know, like this has nothing to do with me. <laughs> just drive safe. You're okay. Your timeline is okay. So you're fine. Right. Um, You know, and speaking of tools in your, in your tool belt, there's so many other techniques that our members have taught me, like breathing exercises, how to calm yourself, um, even just like a short meditation or even um, tapping. Tapping is new to me. And it's been so great to just have that, that skill set that I can lean into. Uh, and journaling. So there's so many things that that help me recenter and realign. But at the end of the day, I think all of those things, all they do is just calm your mind so that you can see clearly if you choose to see that scenario clearly. And if you choose to see it in a more opti- optimistic, empathetic, supportive light. So it's always a choice. I like that you said that we do have that choice. And I think I can speak to everybody listening and watching in can relate as well 
with in those moments, right, where you get to choose and how do you not lose your center and yeah. realize like, hey, it's all perspective. Because it, will it serve you if you like rant and rage, you know, or chase after them, what have you. Um, and there's always that other side. So I, I recognize in you sharing, Anita, I learned these from all the other members and all the girls, how healing it is that our path to healing is what we create for others and how all these women are just pouring into each other and also you. So that's so beautiful to hear and, and being the, the leader in your community. And so I want to hear a little bit more. I'm enjoying what we are talking about and, and your share. I want to deep dive into the mindset behind everything that you always create and before I do, I just want to take a quick break to share, you know, the beautiful women. Think since we're talking about women empowerment and uplifting women, the beautiful women of In Her Purpose has sponsored today's episode. So just sit back and we'll be right back. Rose Buato and Jennifer Redondo Marquez are the founders and co-authors of In Her Purpose, 40 Principles of Asian Women Redefining Success on Their Own Terms. These are true stories of women who took different career paths ranging from fashion to art to entertainment to entrepreneurship and many more. Rose and Jen embarked on the In Her Purpose project to advocate for women, to feed and fuel the future generation, and to help women define and live out their life's purpose. So now that we are back, Threw me off, you guys. I thought there was another one, <laughs> another commercial. But uh, we are back, and I am having so much fun. I hope you guys are learning so much wisdom from Michelle, if you feel her her energy, and noticing also the shift. You know, I appreciate you coming on here and being completely honest. I think what's beautiful when women come together, where they're just like, listen, I had a moment, and this, and it happens. And those, honestly, I speak to the most, too because we don't always want to see the highlight reel of somebody else's life. Like the real life, like real life is real life. You know, we go through these, these things. And, you know, I've talked about it before, no matter what, we still show up, right, Michelle? So in your mindset and in, and in embodying everything and what you've been taught, like from your, your, your Lola, your mom, you know, your grandmother, where do you feel you you shine most because you have these about yourself? Like it's ingrained in us, right? And and continue to move forward, especially when it comes to your mindset. You know, I, personal development is so interesting, right? Because once we think that we're at a level of like ecstasy and amazingness and you know like just cl like clarity we just allow ourselves to continue to grow and there's a next level and a next level and that can almost become addicting in a better good way like i like to look at it in a good way knowing that there is no cap in how good you can feel you know um mm. when it comes to the mindset of like well let's talk about nature versus nurture real quick right i was mm -hmm. brought up in an environment where 
the women were the providers. Like they were the ones who were making the money, paving the way. They were putting food on the table. They were the ones cooking. They were the ones cleaning. They're doing everything in the household. And that was so inspiring to me. And I, I kind of almost took it for granted because I didn't realize like how hard that can be uh, with the wrong mindset. And, and I, I realized that as I became an adult and I started being the one to like find a career, I'm starting to cook, learn how to cook. I'm starting to clean. I'm like, you know, taking the dog on a walk and all of these things. Like a part of me, like that, that inner talk of like, well, why am I the one doing this? You know, like, why do I have to be the one who does all of this? And going back to my point earlier of being able to choose how we see this, um, that bitterness really shifted. And it was just the mindset piece, right? Like knowing that I have the opportunity to be able to, you know, take the first two hours of my day from like eight to 10 to walk my dog and breathe in the fresh air and journal if I want to. And then I can clean my beautiful house that I have. Like having that perspective rather than feeling like it's a chore um, really, really helped me out of, of like, wanting to do the things that adulting means to do. Um, so going back to your mindset question and, and you know, the perspective that I have, it's it comes down to gratitude. Like, I'm so grateful that I have the opportunities that I have because mm. of the women before me. And like that just simple story of my grandma and my mom that I shared earlier and the legacy that other women out here listening, yourself mm. included, are leaving, that is a beautiful that's a beautiful thing, you know, and it can be when we're in the grind of like trying yeah. to make this work or like trying to achieve our goals. It can be so daunting. It feels like work. But I, I like to pause when I get in that build mode moment of starting to think mm. about, well, how can I make this fun instead? You know, like who can I loop in to make this a collaborative thing so that they hold me accountable, I hold them accountable, but we're all having fun at the same time. And what would that look like? And move in a space of energy and excitement and love and all of those things. It's it's it flows. It feels so much more mm. easier. You're speaking my language. Those are all feminine qualities. Yeah. <laughs> That we often forget when we're we're used to like the grind of doing things like you're coming from a corporate background. I'm coming from a medical background and it's just do, do, do. There is no space for pleasure. There's no place for rest and there's no place for flow and relaxation and fun. Another way to say it. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's such a great reminder. So I thank you for for sharing that piece, especially now when we're in this season of forward moving energy, like it's go, 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 it's springtime. So everything's coming at us yet. We're like, Hey, can we just, I just got to breathe. And I, let me just pause. And I like that you reminded also the accountability is on you. Like we have choice. You like we have control. So I don't want to hear any excuses, right? At the end of the day, we create the reality that we create for ourselves. And it's that contrast for us to see and have the chance to do differently totally. and choose differently in an instant, in an instant. And I would love to know 
What does radical self-love mean for you? That's such a great question. You know, I think I've been on a journey of discovering self-love over the last, call it, maybe five years, because we don't really think about that. We're not brought up to think about how can you love yourself, right? We're, we're, we're brought up in a certain way of like, how can you give? How can you care for this other person? And for some reason, I don't know where this happened along the line, that self-love almost sounded selfish at one point. But I love the movement that we're experiencing, that self-love, self-care, all of those things are now becoming a priority because we can't care for anyone else if our bucket is empty, right? If Mm -hmm. we can't pour from ourselves, then we can't support the community and do the work that we want to because we're just so depleted. We're just white knuckling through everything. And, Mm. And there's such an easier way to do it. So, you know, I'll probably have a different answer a little bit later on as I continue to grow and develop. But for me, radical self-love means boundaries. Mm. Like setting the boundaries, especially being a, a modern working woman, like you want to give, especially when you're super passionate about the work that you're doing. You can give, give, give. You can get into the flow state and forget to eat, right? Or forget yeah. to take a nap or take, you know, you know, take care of yourself. And I think boundaries for me also means if you were to take it a layer deeper, it's that self-accountability, making the boundaries when you're clear. And I always say that you you don't know that it's a boundary until someone crosses it. So mm-hmm. taking the time to reflect and be like, okay, something went wrong there. I don't know what it is right now, but I'm really mad. And I'm not mm-hmm. even going to think about it right now because we're going to go down a rabbit hole. So I'm going to put some time on my calendar to reflect on this project or, you know, this work that I've done and figure out like, well, what did go wrong? Perhaps it was there were there was no expectation of when that client or person can call me. So they were texting me when they were getting off of work at like eight, nine o'clock and and I'm sleeping by then. Right. And then when I wake up to a text message and feel like, oh, I dropped the ball on something that has an impact on your energy. And then you start the day off on the wrong foot. So, you know, when you reflect Mm -hmm. on what boundaries have come up for you, it's your responsibility to recognize them and set that boundary before someone crosses it again by putting structure around it. So, for example, in the example that I had shared earlier about like having a client or, you know, customer call you in late evenings of the night on your personal phone you know now moving forward, either you have to reset the client and the expectations of when you're available or moving forward in the client agreement or discussions, you can say like, hey, you know what? I'm available during this time to this time. Does that work for you? If not, then I'm available via email and I'll respond this way. But I just want you to know that the reason why these boundaries are set is so that I can be of service to you. If I'm tired, if I'm like drained, if I don't feel like I have the right energy, it's hard for me to create. And that sense Mm -hmm. of empathy, you'll start to attract people who want to support you in that way right if you're I mean if you come across someone who says like you know what that that's just not going to work I need you to be on 24 7 then you know it's okay let them go they'll let you go and and you can just keep moving forward but you'll find the right match and that's how you grow and that's how you find that self-love and 
as an entrepreneur and as I've been setting these boundaries for myself just based on my my history, I started to find that. I started to prioritize myself. And that was that's radical self-love, right? That's mm-hmm. it's it feels radical that you're saying no to business if it's the wrong person. Mm-hmm. It's radical if you're saying like yeah, I don't want to work 24-7. In the hustle culture, that's completely radical, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm doing this because I'm in for the long game. If I burn out, this community is going to dissipate and I'm not going to have any impact on the mission, on the vision that I have, the legacy that I'm looking oak and pine to leave. It's not going to work. So if if as entrepreneurs or anyone in their careers or anyone trying to design their life, you just really need to think about What's the long game and how are you going to be able to support yourself in, in a way of radical self-love so that you can reach that end goal? Beautifully said, sis, especially when it comes to boundaries. And, and if you're a creator, that's so, so important. And if you are in business, even more so. So that's such a great, that's such a great reminder of how to learn it and do it in baby steps because we teach others how to treat ourselves, like how to treat us, right? And so if you don't say anything and you, this resentment, these feelings of resentment start to build, you can, right? You can combust and implode. And we don't want that because we love to have you make sure your gifts are out into the world. And like you said, it's so easy to burn out and having these structures that you build for yourself you're able to move forward and continue and and thrive rather than survive. So thank you so much for sharing that. I think that is a huge topic and a huge practice, actually, that's necessary. Now, where can we find you and how can we support you? Well, I'm just so grateful to be here and to have shared this conversation with you and everyone watching. I mean, I feel like it's so important to, you know, elevate the voices of women and reflect on what is self-love. So I really appreciate this conversation. Um, You can find me mostly, I'm more present on Instagram. So my Instagram handle is at Oak Pine Co. Um, I'm the one in the DM. So if you want to chat, let's chat it up. I'd love to talk. Um, if my story resonated with you, especially being a Filipino person or, a, you know, a person, an immigrant coming in to, from anywhere, wherever you're from, I would love to chat with you. Um, you know, and one of my, you can also find us on www.oakpineco.com. That has all of our information about my membership, um, what we're doing, who we're for, and the photos of our events. And if that vibes with you, I highly encourage you to join us. Um you know, one of the big projects that I'm working on, as you asked, like, how can you support me? I'm looking to bring um, a co-working space that's dedicated to modern working women in Honolulu, Hawaii. So it's a really, really big goal for me to have a brick and mortar, to have a physical space, because I'm moving from the online space to a physical brick and mortar. And this is a whole new chapter. um, And I have no idea what I'm doing. So, you know, I'm learning along the way and I'm tapping into people who have experience. So if, um, you know, a way that you can help me is either connect me with someone who who could, you know, help me bring this vision to life, um, any thoughts or feedback or suggestions that I need to keep in mind as I transition from an online business to a hybrid business with a brick and mortar, um, you know, anything that would help. And really the vision of Gather Coworking in this space is to create services that 
um, target the unique challenges that modern working women face, such as lack of childcare, such as lack of resources, such mm. as lack of and all of those things are going to be in our space and it's going to be thoughtfully curated so that you can feel supported in this community that we're building together. So, Thank you so much for sharing. That is so amazing. I do have one question. Is this for anybody to, to join in um, like from the mainland or international or are you taking time to localize it first in in Hawaii and then opening it and open it up to anybody who's outside of the state. Yeah, so I would encourage you if you visit often, if you visit mm -hmm. Hawaii often, definitely join our membership. Um, we have a hybrid, well, we have an online presence and an in-person presence. So you can chat with us online. We have on-demand resources from our past mentor workshops. We have different clubs online as well that support modern working women. Um, but the reason why I said if you visit Hawaii often is because we have regular in-person events. And I feel like mm -hmm. I don't want to get FOMO. So like if you're like seeing like in person and everyone's chatting and you're like, man, I want to be there. Like it is kind of yeah. hard to see us like meeting in person when you can't do that. But if you visit regularly, then totally. Um, but if you're fine, like just joining our membership for that online space mm -hmm. to help us get together co-working, by all means, like come on in and let's bring this vision to life together. Very cool. That's so amazing. I have seen your events. Girl, I saw your goddess photo shoot. You guys, <laughs> that one was fire. I am gonna, I do visit often, so <laughs> I will be seeing, I, I will be seeing you and I look forward to another in-person event. So thank you for sharing all of, uh, all of, uh, gosh, your story, how to connect with you and this beautiful gift of yours to bring women together. That's so, so needed to create this higher vibration and really up-leveled healing for the planet and all of mankind, sis. I, I appreciate you. Thank you for being here. And I look forward to, to seeing you in person again soon. Likewise. Thank you so much for the opportunity. And thank you everyone to watch, for listening in and watching. <laughs> appreciate you. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that Michelle's story has inspired you in some way, shape, or form. Remember to practice having those boundaries. Remember to, to connect with other women to support you. Be in community. It's really tough to be in a creative space if you don't have anybody when you're by yourself. You know, self-made is just like made up. That's not a thing. Please don't judge yourself for wanting to be doing it solo and being hardcore about it. I tried it. It did not work out. So meet amazing women like Michelle, connect with her. Her information will be in the show notes as well. So you can, you know, start to create and collaborate and have an, an amazing network for you to continue on your journey and also in your business. So thank you all for being here. As always, I appreciate you when you, you know, share the episode, if it brought you some value. I appreciate when you continue to follow, to like, and subscribe. And as always, I root for your rise, everyone. See you next week. Appreciate you.
Get a beat, 